What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hana Hall Podcast. It's me, Willie Paul, and it's you, Pastor Brandon. <laughs> Pastor Brandon, you've been surfing lately? Eh, here and there. Not much. Yeah, me neither. I wish I could surf a little more, to be honest. Yeah, I just haven't been wanting to wake up early. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about surf. We're here to talk about the weekend message, uh, which is to judge less and love more. Uh, you talked about how we need to stop pointing fingers and, uh, as Jesus puts it, take the plank out of our own eye before we help others with the speck. And I got to be honest, I'm very, I was waiting, I was waiting the whole message for Man in the Mirror. What is Man in the Mirror? Like, is it a TV show? Like, what is that? Hey, it's been a great podcast. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to be blamed? I'm starting with the I was waiting for you to like go into it. Hey, not every week's a great week, guys. Sometimes it's a really great week and I don't sing. I think you have a good singing voice. But I was it that was like honestly one of the points was uh looking in the mirror and starting with yourself before you start to judge other people. Um Yeah, I guess just changing it up, not going with man in the mirror this week. <laughs> You're not going is- yeah. yeah, I mean, because you talked about heaven, and you did what thirty pop culture song references in in thirty seconds, nine. Uh, always good fun when you give the message, but man, I thought it was. Uh, I feel like the the word timely message is always uh, thrown out, mm. but I felt like it was timely because as we look to politics to uh everything going on in the world in america right now it is a lot of judgment it is a lot of finger pointing it is way too much accusations and not enough listening and understanding and so i thought it was a great message one of my favorite points is how you were talking about um how we can often point the fingers but then we forget that there's like a human on the other side of that Mm. Like we think of them as just that action, but we forget like, okay, this is their entire lives and they're, they're still a person that Jesus loves. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you talked about how we need to balance, find the balance between permiss- permitting everything. I'm forgetting the exact words, overly critical and just letting everything go. So Pastor Brent, how do you find that ba- balance in your life? Boy, I wish I, there was like a formula where it would just shake out and there's a balance every single time. It's not like that. I mean, a lot of it is because of relationships are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, see just how much you know the person or you don't know them, whether it's a stranger or a family member. We have a hard time when it comes to judgment on being either overly critical and really harsh uh, because we expect more out of them. We know we know what they can do, what they can do. And then the other end being just overly permissive, going, yeah, whatever, you know, just, we're just going to love. So, you know, what really helps to with that is what we just kind of mentioned is keeping in mind perspective of where this person is at. Uh, maybe we know or don't know their motives or what they're thinking or have gone through to lead them to a decision like this. Um, I think what also helps is remembering times in your life when you didn't have it all together. Maybe that's right now. And remembering that people that gave you grace, but also were I hate to say tough love, but rather they gave you grace, but they're also steady with you. Mm. And they were, 
I think that's a good way of looking at it. You know, the Bible tells us uh, to speak the truth in love, and that helps us to grow forward into what God has us to be. So it's this, this perfect idea of Jesus comes full of grace and truth. And, you know, he's the example. Do we always do it? No. But if we're never doing it, that's a problem, right? If we never find ourselves having a balance of being gracious yet truthful. I think one of the ways to do that is by being willing to be a truth teller, right? So not um, hiding it or sugarcoating it and, you know, ignoring truth of in people's lives. But at the same time, being overly gracious is, is a good way to go, you know? Mm. Uh, so telling the truth. So I think ways to do that are by being willing to have the tough conversations but then still being um, someone who knows that I myself fall short. That perspective is golden because it keeps us humble. And I think that's really the driving force behind this idea of judge not, you know, lest you be judged kind of idea is, hey, if we're humble, we know that we ourselves um, go through all kinds of stuff. So rather than villainizing or mischaracterizing someone because of that, uh, it helps us to see, like you said in the beginning, it's someone that Jesus loves and died for. Yeah, it's so difficult because, man, uh, humans are just so good at pointing fingers and drawing lines and, like, compartmentalizing. And Mm -hmm. so we often forget that the person who cuts you off in traffic or the person that voted differently than you is a human, you know? Or, like, a couple of examples, whether it's – so this is kind of a surfing metaphor, but it also ties into life even outside of the water is – you know, there's someone out there, I'm, I'm out there with a bunch of guys, and this one guy catches a wave, and he's he's not a good surfer. He's not skilled at all. So he takes a great wave, and he doesn't do anything on it. He falls in the water and wastes the whole thing. Pastor Brandon, you said you weren't going to tell anyone about that time. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, how could this guy, oh, he's so junk, and I'm not going to give him any more waves and all this kind of stuff. And um, But then realizing, wait, I was that guy. You know, like I was learning and trying to catch ways bigger than I was used to. And I was, you know, like that was totally me. And unless you're, you know, all pro surfer status, like who are you to judge other people? You know, so don't judge me, Willie, because I'm not at your level. And so stuff like that. Or, you know, what? Um, some people are really big on customer service. And if they don't receive good service at a restaurant or a, a store, they won't go there again. And almost even chew out the, the waiter, waitress or employee and not know anything about that person's life for a day. Now it is, it's good to expect, you know, service, but judge not because you don't know, you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Maybe they really are just a bad employee, but maybe there's something going on in their home life that you have no idea about. And I think as Christians, like really we have the responsibility to be agents of grace and mercy in a world where that's not a big deal, where it's more about, Hey, I paid for this. I expect this. It should be like this. And we don't have to be like that as people of God. Now, when I say that, and sometimes that's me. And I have to remember, it's easy to judge someone who's not living up to what I expect versus um, realizing, hey, hold on. I'm not like that all the time either. So you can mm. choose harsh, right? You can choose to say whatever, or I think the middle road is saying, hey, I don't like that, but I'm going to choose grace. Mm, I really like that. Yeah, there is... Um... And an expectation, especially on us as followers of Jesus, I in in the message you were talking about how, uh, especially in the upcoming generation, Christians are known for what they're against rather than what they're for. That we uh, Christians, the church, 
capital C church um, is known as being anti this, anti that, rather than uh, pro love, pro grace, pro humility, and all of that. So, Pastor Brandon, in this, uh, this is something that I deal with a lot. Um, in this moral relativism, in this post Christianity culture that we live in, how do you strike that balance of here's what I think is right, here's what I think is best, and so I'm gonna uh, speak true what I believe to be truth in love. Yeah. See, here's the funny part is that as we think we talk about post-Christian culture that we're in the midst of as when the influence of the church has declined. So now people don't look at the church or Christians as people who have a moral authority, if you will. Part of that is because as Christians, we've abused that idea and we've used that to manipulate or coerce or dictate how other people should live. Now, that's not to say all of that is wrong in and of itself, because, you know, you have a voice. It's a democratic society. You should speak up for what you want, what you think. But when it comes to imposing or forcing our way on people, nobody likes that. So in this post-Christian world that we live in, um, where the values of the Bible, of Christianity, Judeo-Christian ethics have declined, it's interesting because we think that this is kind of a newer thing, and it isn't. Mm. Jesus always existed in a pluralistic society. You think about um, first century when the church even started, when uh, the Christian message goes to Rome, there's all these other gods and Jesus is one that is in the midst of many. The difference is that Christians claim that he is the king, he's the God of gods. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the one that overarches everything. It, it's always been like that. And you, talk, you think about um, missionaries who have gone to places where it's either animistic or polytheistic uh, Leslie Newbegin was a missionary uh, to India, and he, he wrote a book called uh, Christ in a Pluralistic World. And it's this idea of how do we live in a society where we we claim and hold on to Christ and the rest of society doesn't. Mm. Well, it feels like a new idea because it's post-Christian, et cetera. It's not a new idea. It's something that has always existed. We've just We've just enjoyed the bubble of Christianity being in a positive thought in society. And as it mm. moves towards the the ending of such a thought um, as we see that happening in the West um, it forces us to say, okay, so then how do we live when we don't enjoy uh, the blessing of society agreeing with a majority of what we say? Because, so, Oh, sorry. I was just thinking like, that's what I've, I've never really thought of it that way where it, that has been the norm of Christianity is one of many it is on the outskirts that has been the norm for almost the entire like history of, I mean, if you read the Bible, we're always on the fringes and everything. And so we are experiencing back to normal, but because we've had this elevated, it feels like we're losing. Yeah. I mean, until Constantine makes Christianity, the religion of the empire, um, it, it held no authority. It wasn't really held in high regard. And then when it was put in that regard, then the church had so much power that it influenced the government. So the church and state were so intertwined, which is where in Europe it becomes corrupted because now heads of the church become heads of the state. Now, is it always wrong? I don't think that's always wrong, but I do think when power uh, corrupts, it doesn't do very well for the people that are trying to represent the morals of what Jesus taught. So some people are saying, some certain Christian thinkers and scholars are saying this land that we're living in now where 
there's so many different viewpoints on all the things that we're in the middle of right now, whether it's sexual orientation, whether it's gender identity, whether it's pronouns and not saying what, knowing what to say, uh, whether it's politics, whether it's all these other things about masks and vaccines and liberals and conservatives and blah, 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 blah. All this stuff that we're living in is the reality of the world that we face. And how does the message of the gospel still, uh, I was going to say hold its weight, but that's not true. How does the message of the gospel actually shine as something that is more than a better alternative? Something that has been timeless, a way that people have found life because of what Jesus has said. And a lot of it encompasses itself around sin. And what does that mean for us about purpose, about life, about where do we come from? What are we doing? It's those core questions about who we are as humanity. So in, in, with all that being said, as followers of Jesus, we're not just signing up for a moral ethical code. And one of the biggest disservices mm. that we the gospel is saying, well, because I grew up in church or because I accepted Christ or because I'm a Christian, then I need to live good. That's like so incomplete. That's like saying, because I'm married to my wife, I need to give her a kiss every day. And that's it. You miss the whole heart of what, what Jesus came to do, what he taught, what he said, actually does to influence the way that we live, think, prioritize about who we are now, about what's to come. Just as much as if all I said in my marriage illustration was, well, I'm married to Karis. I'm just going to give her a kiss every day. But, you know, when it comes to the way that I uh, treat other people or don't uh, have thoughts about certain people in a bad way because I'm married, uh, ah, it's okay, I can do that because I gave her the kiss. Or, you know, because, I, because you know, I gave her the kiss, I can spend my money and my time however I want and I can make plans for our family. It's like, no, you totally missed it. Like, that's not what this is about. And I think sometimes as Christians, we miss that being a Christian is more than just an ethical code. Mm. It's a total transformation of who we are, a losing of ourself that we might gain Christ and that we are here as representations of Jesus, of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, I don't think it's giving stink eye to people that drive differently than we expect them to, right? Or, or holding on to this offense uh, against someone that has wronged us. That's, that's not in the kingdom of God, right? That's why yeah. this hey, judge not or you will be judged because by the way that you judge others, you will be judged. It's right in line with, hey, the way that you forgive is the way that you'll be forgiven. If you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Actually, it actually does. The measure that you use against someone else will be used against you. Mm. As we did a couple of weeks in our Sunday sermons, um, in the Beatitudes, uh, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Um, you were talking on Sunday, I was sitting in the 10 with Ashley, and uh, you were talking about driving and giving stink eye and everything. And she leaned over to me and she said, does he actually drive like that? I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been in the car when you've thrown the, the angry shaka. <laughs> Whew. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of, of everything that we talk about, especially this week is always easier said than done where it's oh. don't judge other people. And it's like, okay, that's so easy to say, but, um, way hard to do uh unless you're me because i mean i don't know i don't judge i'm extremely humble very very 
you know, I read my Bible for four hours every day. Oh, that's it? <laughs> that was good. You caught me on that one. Um, it's easy to get caught up in those moments and um, like looking in the mirror, not letting uh, the judgment like not include ourselves, you know, in the same way that we're judged. Uh, how do you look in the mirror and assess your life and see, okay, here's where I need to kind of step my game up? Well, I think what's important for this part is obviously being humble and willing to come to terms with how you're actually doing in key areas of your life. Like, how is God growing you? I think another thing is knowing that just as much as you look in the mirror, um, if you have people that love God and love you and they're in your life, they act as mirrors in your life also. Hmm. It's, not everybody. it's not just people you're friends with. This is like people that you definitely trust when it comes to what they say. You're definitely going to consider it versus just saying, no, 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 you don't know, because they do know you enough to talk to you about it. Um, I think a connect group is a good place for that to have mirrors in your life, people that can be reflecting back to you what they see. A lot of times it's good. They, uh, I've had people in my connect group um, just encourage me a lot because even though I was dealing with things that I was struggling with, it would tell me, wow, I know this is tough, but you've grown so much because six months ago you were dealing with it like this and now you're not. Like, wow, that's, that's good to know. But then likewise, the mirror can point out areas that need attention. So like, you know, after you eat a uh, Spam musubi that has choked furikake inside. If you don't look in the mirror before, you're going to have all this nori in your teeth everywhere, right? So you need people that will mirror back to you. So I think connect groups are a good place to do that. Um, getting connected into a group like a group like that is so important for your growth. Mm. And if you're interested, if you're not already in a connect group, we've got incredible connect groups here at Metro. You can head over to our website, metrochristianchurch.com, and we have a group finder, which is pretty sick. Uh, And you can just contact the leader, get plugged in, and have those people that are the mirrors in the good and the needs improvement ways where they can encourage you and show you the progress that you've made. Or they can say, hey, you know, you're doing this and you kind of need to, I don't know, I don't want to put it over simplify of like, hey, step it up. Yeah, but it's because it's relationship, but yeah, you know, um, as we wrap it up, I think it's important for us. You know, you said easier said than done. I totally agree. Um, many things are this one for sure. And for everybody who's listening and watching, I just want to encourage you uh, later today, because it'll happen today. And if not, it'll happen tonight or tomorrow. When you feel the urge to judge someone uh, because they're falling short, they don't do what you want. You don't, you're not doing what you expect. Um, just remind yourself that um, you too were someone who was making mistakes and dealing with stuff and God in his mercy and put people around you who also exemplify this love for you. So show that same love to people. Boundaries are important to consider. Some people go, pastor, what about this? Because if I don't judge and I just give mercy, then they're just going to walk all over me. Oh, no, no, no. Boundaries are important. You should be able to say what is okay and what's not okay. But it doesn't mean that we villainize a person or we write them off or we count them out. Uh, because people didn't do that with us. Look at where we are now. Yeah, it's so difficult. I feel like this is the one because it's it's so uncut and dry, you know? Every yeah. situation is different, but the principle is how can you show the love of Jesus to the people in your life? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Brandon, thank you again for sitting down. Oh, I'm glad. We'll I, someday. I know that there's some of you that are um, active listeners and like you're with us every week. So I just want to keep encouraging you as we do the Hanaho, uh, keep growing together. And in your connect groups, talk about stuff like this. I think it'd be really good. And then also don't forget, we got some good stuff coming up for women's ministry, men's ministry. Tell us, Willie. Uh, men's ministry. We got a rally upcoming. I just did announcements the other week, and I'm completely blanking this past week. Well, uh, men's ministry. What is that? June 12th. 12th. Looking <laughs> at the calendar over there, but it's hidden behind this. I don't even know why there's this, like, thing of bamboo sticks in our office behind you june 12th (laughs) men's rally 7 a.m it's gonna be a great time uh the next alive alive is june 11th and then then also uh metro kids uh we're doing the grow great summer the pack pickup is this upcoming sunday may 30th from Mm. 9 30 to 11 30 uh, it's going to be really good. Cool. Yeah. You can find out more about any of our upcoming events or find a connect group or register for services at our website, metrochristianchurch.com. Right on. All right. Well, see you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Bye.